How Democracy Works by Christian Zaleski. So, obviously, democracy is a form of government where people are elected by by uh, the majority to represent them. Um, let's say it's Congress. Well, then that, that representative body would then vote on things to make legislation, to pass bills and whatnot. Um, vote to decide if we go to war. Um, anyways, that's beside the point. What I'm talking about and what really actually matters in my eyes to answer this question is the democratic process of a democracy. So, my personal experience. I have a first-hand account of running somebody's campaign. So, right out of college, my buddy Ned Towell contacted me. He said, hey, Christian. I said, yes, Ned. He said, hey, I'm going to run for Kershaw County Council. Um... I said, what the fuck is that, Ned? He said, oh, yeah, it's a special election that's going on. The guy who's in it passed away. Um, Ned decided he's going to run um, as Republican. He wanted to know if I'd move up there to Camden, South Carolina, and run his campaign with one of our buddies, Red Owens. Sure. Sounded like a fucking plan, especially because uh, at that point in my life, I really wasn't doing anything. My parents uh, had a friend who was in charge of Toyota for uh, all of Texas. Anyways, he had uh, got me a job interview. I was going to get a job at a Toyota dealership doing God knows what, but uh, they gave me a hair test before I got the job. I failed, and so I didn't get that um, job. Something my parents constantly remind me about, even though it was fucking 16 years ago. Anyways, so I pack up my shit and my 1994 Sedan DeVille Cadillac and fucking hit the road um, like a bat out of hell up to... South Carolina, um, which is Texas to Louisiana through Mississippi, then to Alabama, Alabama to um, Georgia, Georgia, then to South Carolina, I'm pretty sure. Um, Anyway, so I drove up there. Um, I get there. You know, it's a fucking yellow house in the middle of nowhere. in Camden, South Carolina. It's like surrounded by a hundred acres of uh, of cotton fields. It's pretty cool though. You know, Ned Tao lives there, Andrew Reed, another one of their fraternity brothers. It was all SAEs and then me. Um, so it was Ned lived there, Andrew Reed lived there, and then Rhett and I were there. They both had bedrooms and Rhett and I more or less kind of had the living, the common living area as our area, which was fucking shitty. Anyways, Andrew is running Ned's um, horse betting business that that they'd gone in together while Ned was campaigning um, because Ned had to work, although in retrospect, Ned never really worked at all, but that's beside the point. Um, so I get up there and, and I don't really know shit about campaigns. Neither does Rhett, but we both know that we're kind of Weasley individuals. Um, So, Ned somehow, the only intelligent thing he did, and I have no idea how in the fuck he managed to to meet this dude. He met this guy, Robert Cahaley, um, who is, like, a political fucking 
behind the scenes boss hog mastermind um questionable ethics morals everything else but the motherfucker knows how to win um he's fucking awesome at it anyways he's also now he has a a polling company called the trafficlar trafficlar group or some shit um that does polling for elections anyways his group actually had uh the past presidential election it was the closest in terms of uh decimal points the actual outcome of the election um so he's really good at what he does anyways robert took ned and i or not ned and i he took Rhett and i to this place called the leadership institute which is um like a a a conservative brain trust let's go with that teaches you how to run like campaigns they basically taught us how to run a grassroots campaign um which I mean, I imagine things have changed in some ways since online, you know, Facebook, Obama changed all that. But I mean, the core, you know, way to do things was pretty simple. Basically, what they taught us was a mathematical formula, kind of. Um, So let's say that it's a presidential election. Basically, 25% of registered voters vote in a presidential election. Of those 25%, 11% always vote Democratic and 10% always vote Republican. What you have, though, is a group of that 4% group who always vote, but they don't necessarily know who to vote for. That group is called the honeypot. They're the people who sway elections and, and determine the outcome. So, so the trick is identifying those that 4% and then swaying them towards your side to vote for your candidate. Before I get ahead of myself, though, I guess I should describe the candidate, Ned Tal. Now I like Ned and everything, all right? He's one of my friends. Um, so Ned's dad uh, is like a horse whisperer, let's call him, for hunters and jumpers. Um, basically trains these horses. I, I mean living with ned and being around his family a lot um i got to know him better i mean his dad's pretty fucking redneck he smokes newports um basically at one point in time in his youth he joined he entered a hunter jumper contest and basically if he didn't win he couldn't cover his entry costs so he won and then he continued winning and i guess that's kind of where he is now training horses and whatnot but anyways ned has um he has an older sister and then he has a younger brother um Ned's older sister is like a fucking world-class hunter, jumper, rider. She is fucking awesome, dude. She's a bad motherfucker, and she's, like, really cool. She's nice. She's good-looking. Uh, she's super hot. So hot. Anyways, um, Harvey. Um, then Ned's little brother is also a fucking amazing— or, by the way, Ned's sister is, like, a world champion and an Olympian rider. Um— then Ned's little brother, like, he's also a badass horse, um, or hunter-jumper. Like, his job is, basically, he's Bill Gates' daughter's horse trainer full-time. Um, which is fucking amazing. And then there's Ned. I'm not really sure what, how Ned fit in the picture. He, he likes to hunt foxes, I guess. I don't know. Um, anyways, so Ned, our candidate. Um, also, I mean, we lived together in college, for a a summer school session it was interesting ned had his epilepsy and uh and at that point in time a bad cocaine habit which um don't go well together needless to say uh after so many 
epileptic seizures, we just started calling them flip-flop. You know, just, oh, Ned's flopping around on the ground. Oh, no, it was really fucked up. Um, I'd always call the ambulance cause, just because it wigged me out, man. I fucking hated that shit. Plus, he could have died when he, or, like, had a seizure when he was driving. Whatever. Anyways, so back to the whole point. Persuading people to like Ned Tao. Um, Ned's a likable guy enough. Um, he is a uber bullshitter. Um, but... Sorry, I totally lost my train of thought there. Anyways, Ned. All right, trying to persuade people that 4% to get to vote to Ned. So basically what it is is, first off, you start off with community outreach. You go to high school, okay, because all seniors in government class typically have to volunteer for X amount of hours to get credit for the class. You know, something stupid like that. Okay, in this case, Ned had a little brother who's a senior in high school, Harden. Harden, by the way, had the biggest penis I've ever seen and I know this because he would regularly walk into our campaign office with socks and tennis shoes and nothing else. Um, he thought it was hilarious. I thought it was awkward, but, you know, in retrospect, it's pretty funny. If I had a dick that big, I'm sure I'd do the same thing all the time. Um, anyway, so, uh, so that 4%, basically you have to get a group of kids. Um, you have to build a staff, actually, to go out there and work for you because to persuade people, you have to have people doing the persuading so anyways basically what it is is you get volunteers and what you do is you get them in small teams let's say um you get a team of three people you'd have a driver who has his car has water and everything has campaign signs also has like bumper stickers um and then you have your walkers let's say two of them all right each walker has a a list of um like I don't know where we got these lists from. Robert always gave us the list. It would be like registered Republicans. We're trying to find this honeypot people. So basically what it is is they would go and they'd knock on doors. So when you knock on someone's doors, a couple things could happen. Um, first off, the person's like, I fucking hate your candidate. Fuck you. In which case you're like, oh, sorry, my bad. I apologize for the inconvenience, you know. Um, um, and, and you leave, okay. Um Another thing that can happen is like, man, I fucking love Ned. In which case you say, oh, okay, hey, man, um, you love Ned. That's awesome, dude. Is there any way, like, would you be all right if uh, we were to put a yard sign in your uh, yard? And if you ask somebody something and they say yes, if you ask them another time, usually they say 70% of the time they'll say yes. So that was a statistic I learned in that Leadership Institute class. So you want to ask them. So you'd say, hey, man, um, also, you know, we have a driver here. He can put a bumper sticker on your car. Would that be something you'd be interested in doing right now? Um, so, okay, yep, all those things are great. Um, in which case, let's say they say they want a bumper sticker only. Well, then, as the walker's walking, they might give the, the driver a sign, too. That means just put on a bumper sticker. If they just want a yard sign, they might indicate one to the driver. He'd put just a yard sign. If they want all, you know, the yard sign and the um, bumper sticker, he might say give a three sign and bam the driver's going to take care of that the walker continues walking okay what you're looking for though is when you get to somebody who's like well you know i always vote but don't really know the candidates i just i don't know what i'd be voting for you know i don't i don't really know what they're about i don't know them and when when that happens that's the fucking jackpot bam hey says the person who knocked on the door the your walker um, would you mind if the candidate were to stop by for a few minutes, maybe talk with you, maybe talk about your concerns and what you care about, get to know you? Um, so obviously the person, oh, really, what? It's like, yeah, I can have the candidate here in five minutes if you'd like. Um, 
Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, well, then they indicate that the walker indicates to the, the driver of their car, let's say a five. That means call the candidate's car. The candidate has his own driver. Um, they call that car, hey, this address, they give them the address, come over here, they give them the name of the person. Um, candidate comes over, um, is able to talk to that one person individually, that one swing vote. You know, it's an undecided voter that actually matters. Um, can't talk to him for maybe five minutes. The driver for the candidate has a thing where he's only going to let the candidate talk to the person for five minutes because people like to talk fucking forever. So the driver, hey, man, I'm sorry. We have another thing we have to get to, blah, blah, blah. Ends the conversation. You leave. You have that boat, all right? Um, that's really how you sway shit. Um, now, the campaign that we ran, all right, first off, it was in a poor county. Camden, South Carolina. There's dirt roads. I've never dealt with shit like that. I'm from Houston, Texas. Um, a lot of trailer parks. Surprisingly, I'm a chameleon and I can fit in with anybody. Um, one of the first things I realized was no one gives a shit about yard signs or bumper stickers. What everybody wants is a fucking koozie. So I said, Ned, let's order fucking koozies. Koozies, koozies, koozies. What we realized was it doesn't matter if people like you or dislike you. They like koozies and they'll take them, which was cool. Um, Anyway, so we went against this guy, uh, God, what the, Tony Mike Davis, um, was his name. He was a chick or a turkey farmer. We went against him in the Republican primary and somehow we managed to fucking beat this guy. Um, it was insane because, uh. I'll get into that later. Anyways, we ended up beating this guy. He's 58 years old. We were all like 24, 25 maybe. Um, Tony Mike Davis. God, what a piece of shit the guy was. I don't know why I hate him so much. But anyways. Um, anyways, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then we went against this. This We won that. Um, and then we went to the, the general election. And this was a, like a, a special election because the guy had died who had the seat before. And Tony Mike Davis, why am I thinking about this still? Anyways, so for the general election, um, the, the dude we went against, the Democrat, Sammy something, I can't think of it, Sammy Tucker maybe, for some reason I'm thinking. Um, anyways, so for that, you know, I went around all these trailer parks, people would bitch a lot, oh, what, what difference would my vote make? You know, what they wanted was they wanted paved roads. Like, well, hey man, let's get the community together here, this trailer park, let's all vote together. They didn't give a shit, though. So anyways, on the day of the election, after we spent, like, we'd raised, like, maybe $75,000, $80,000, we spent all of it on this campaign, okay? After all this shit, like, the overall turnout for this election was 7%. That's it. 7 fucking percent. So, like, out of nine, out of 100 people, 93 people didn't give a fuck. Only 7 people. And what really blew my mind about all of it in retrospect is that um, also only like 700 people voted, was, um, which, by the way, more people voted in the Republican primary than the actual general election. Yeah. Um, so what, what we learned was like, or what I learned was like that, you know, these people in the trailer parks, the people that voting would actually help out most, like if they'd gotten together and voted, like they would have like blown statistically everything out of the water. Like the people who... Voting would help out most. Don't give a shit enough to even vote. You know? Um, 
And it always comes down to small numbers. Now, it, it doesn't matter if it's these people in these trailer parks or, let's say, this past election, people in Wisconsin or, or whatever swing states. Um, you know, people, everybody's, you know, people say their vote doesn't count, but it does count. And sometimes it counts more than others. But who knows? What matters is you get off your ass and you go and you vote. Um, otherwise, shut the fuck up. Now, I will say the thing that I don't understand about what's going on currently is that things cool about a democracy is every four years you get to vote again for a president. So, like, I don't understand why these people can't get over the fact that Trump won. Um, they're, so, they're living in the past so much that they're not thinking about 2020 in the future, which, you know, the more psychotic they get, the more it's really solidifying Trump's base and, and any, like, people who are i mean it's crazy to me is thinking about like trump if you look at him compared to other candidates now minus the things he says because the shit he says is over the top and i like it i think it's hilarious i like to antagonize people obviously so does he he's my type of asshole but um his policies i wouldn't even define him as a republican man he's like an he's a lot more independent than anything he leans a lot more to the middle and if you were to compare him to um all the democratic candidates right now in the in the democratic primary um Man, Trump's way more to the middle than they are. They're way, way more to the left than he is to the right, which is all those people, every time they say something crazy or call Trump a Nazi or whatever, all those people, you're calling all those people Nazis. And they're just saying, wait, this isn't right. You know, they're just going to go more towards towards Trump train, baby, 2020, and then Dan Crenshaw in 2024. So knowing that voting or the people that voting would help out most don't give a shit enough to vote and me being the way I am and how I look at things, I ask myself, how can I pl- exploit this situation, Christian? Um, because obviously people really don't vote and the people who do vote don't give a shit about those who don't vote. Um, man, you know. What I keep telling myself is, God damn, dude, you need to run for mayor of Houston, Christian. At least, if nothing else, a city councilman. And I mean, if you think about it, what does a mayor of a city really fucking do anyways? And I mean, with that being said, there's my ad campaign for starters. is going to be me sitting on a fucking toilet, reading a newspaper, and it's going to say, what does the mayor really do anyways? Big billboards all over the city. Name recognition. That's what it's about. Not about, like, you know, facts or, or where I stand on matters. Um, it's all about just name recognition. You know, everyone gets that sense of humor. My political slogan, I nailed that shit. That's do it the Christian way is what it's going to be. Because my name's Christian, get it? Ha <laughs> um, Now, other than having a fucking amazing ad campaign a great slogan let's get down to the issues because i do actually care about relevant topics um first off i'm not running as a democrat or republican because i'm neither i'm running as a third party the party of what's happening now and all we're going to talk about is subjects not about like this you know clash of 
of ideas, you know, liberals. No, dude, I'm all about like actual issues. So being from Houston, Texas, we have a horrible fucking mosquito problem and a horrible cockroach problem. The cockroaches here are like two inches big and they fucking fly. So, you know, being the person I am, first part of my platform is I am all about mosquito genocide and cockroach genocide. Because if you like either of them, fuck you. Fucking leave. Um, So, like I said, uh, you know, this is a solutions-based operation, at least a party. So, um, how am I going to deal with the mosquitoes and the cockroaches? Well, it's all about bats. We have one bat colony here of of Mexican brown-tailed bats. It's a female colony. Um, There's about 250,000 bats there. Um, One bat can eat about a thousand mosquitoes in a night um i'm not quite sure about the the figure when it comes to cockroaches but i imagine it's pretty high so bats can be a very valuable commodity to this community um so i am all about bat migration however i don't want all these illegals coming here i want legal bat migration i want to know what bats are here what they're up to because eventually they're going to take care of um of the cockroach and mosquito problem and we're gonna have to have like some type of benefits package for them you know because in the end really bat lives matter um second part of my platform very very valid it's important stuff here all right houston also has because it's hot all the time just like the um mosquitoes and the roaches we have a, a hobo infestation um of epic proportions it's kind of aggravating. Um, literally, they're fucking everywhere and they're aggressive. The other day, well, I should say morning, I went to McDonald's, one of the McDonald's near downtown Houston. I was in the drive-thru. I ordered my food and drove up to the window to pay and was going to pay. And a, and a hobo tried to shimmy himself in between the actual McDonald's building and my car. Hey, man. Hey. Hey, man. You got any money? Man, go fuck yourself, motherfucker. Jesus. Um, anyways, so, uh, we'll knock on your fucking wind. Man, it's ridiculous. So, how are we going to deal with the situation? I believe that everyone needs an opportunity in life, all right? I, like I said, just like I care about the bats, I care about the hobos. So, I'm all about making it so bums would have to be, you know, to, to panhandle, that is. You have to have be a registered panhandler. You have to have a registration card. Um, and all you have to do to get the registration cards, you have to fill out some paperwork, mail it in, and have a return mailing address. Here's the beauty of my idea, is that they're hobos, so they don't have a return, or they don't have a mailing address. So, if you see them panhandling, then, uh, then they're going to go to jail. So... Needless to say, more or less, I'll also fix all the potholes and speed up construction, hopefully.